Welcome back to Everyday Economics, a podcast that helps you learn about the economic world happening around you every day. I'm your host, Chris Krug, president of 501c3 nonprofit Franklin News Foundation. Everyday Economics is a production of America's Talking Network. You can check out all of our great podcasts at americastalking.com. We are recording this episode on Monday, March 6th. And joining me as always, my friend, my colleague, Dr. Orfe Divangi. He's a PhD economist. Consumer confidence, consumer sentiment, how people feel about what's going on in the economy actually has an impact on what happens inside the economy, right? I mean, I like I like the fact that you every so often remind people that the economy is not just a product of numbers. It's not about money. It's not necessarily about the velocity money. It's not about who has money and who doesn't have money. It's really about the people inside of a system in which goods and services are exchanged. Yes. Yes, that's right. There's great research out there that shows that policy uncertainty matters, that people, you know, if people are worried about the future, about the changes in the policy climate, they sit on their wallets. It doesn't matter if you got, you know, millions of dollars or no money at all, and you just have a little bit and you, if you start to worry about the future, you start to save. And so uncertainty matters. And when consumer confidence declines, it tells me that the consumer is not feeling good about where the economy is headed. It is not feeling good about the near future. Virtually no matter where you live in the United States, these big box stores, you have access to them. Target, Walmart, Best Buy, Lowe's, and Home Depot are stores that we all know. And in the month of February, as each one of these stores was was doing its forecasting ahead, looking at what's to come in 2023, they all signaled, hey, you know what? It might not be such a hot year to come. Are they, in doing that, reacting to consumer sentiment or are they creating consumer sentiment? I wouldn't imagine that any retailer would want to influence a consumer to not spend. But when they signal rocky roads ahead, are they not doing that? I think everything is doing that. You know, when consumers go to the gas pump and see prices have increased, it knocks their confidence. They worry. When the consumer considers that there have been more than 250,000 layoffs in the tech industry, which kind of was the industry that everybody in America wanted to go to, I think consumers worry. When consumers consider the notices from their credit card companies, that show an increase in interest rates from, say, 20% to 29.9%. I think the consumer starts to worry a little bit. When your monthly payments on credit card debt start to increase, your minimum monthly payments start to increase, you worry. When the price of eggs goes up 44% year over year, you start to worry. And I think that's exactly what's happening. You have a combination of high prices and a rapid increase in credit card debt. And by the way, it's interest rates across the board, right? It's from credit card debt to mortgages. Higher borrowing costs are absolutely affecting everyone. When consumers put that together, I think they're shaken. And what that tells me is that perhaps the spending we saw in January, the increase in spending we saw in January is just due to a labor market that's still somewhat supportive, but it might be the consumer's last hurrah. Oh, let's talk about what the, what does that mean? That has been bantied about, you know, quite a bit. It feels like the last few weeks that this is, yeah, that this is the consumer's last stand and that things are going to be getting real here, you know, in March. But if we go back and we talk about 
the Christmas buying season, the holiday buying season. So Thanksgiving into Christmas, there was feeling that that would be not such a great period for, for retailers. It, it Frankly, it wasn't as bad as many had feared. January was supposed to be absolutely brutal. That was the thinking. Maybe it wasn't so bad. February was going to be where it, it really started to hit the skids. I mean, by all indications, I mean, unless we get some really crazy numbers here, we haven't seen anything specific in February that would lead us to believe that we're falling off the cliff here in March. Now, underneath all of that, we have seen a lot of job cuts happen. We have job reports that have not been adjusted, but you and I have talked and we both feel like those numbers will be adjusted. We have some economic data out there that is suggesting that the Fed wants to go deeper. You know, here it is and, you know, we're into March and we're, we're still feeling like things are kind of okay. However, might there just be a report? Might there just be some data that comes out in the next couple of weeks that suggests that things weren't as rosy as reported and that maybe we're in more trouble? Because consumer debt is, is going crazy. Car repossessions are going off the chain right now. Mortgage applications have slowed way, way down. I'm trying to justify, like, or I guess harmonize what we're seeing from the big picture data, from the anecdotal stuff that in its pieces maybe suggests that it hasn't been this good all along. I don't know. Let me tell you something. What goes up must come down. And we've seen this dance before. Before every recession, you have this last moment where you see the economy heating up, heating up, heating up. And it's exactly what the Fed was trying to prevent, I think, and could still maybe prevent it. But basically, when you see the January numbers come in, the thinking at the Fed must be, hey, we haven't done enough. And if the thinking at the Fed is we haven't done enough, they're going to come back and do more. And unfortunately, we know that there is monetary policy. There's a lagged impact of monetary policy on the economy. You know, the, the last few months, what we saw is a, is a consumer that has added to credit card debt. Some people even went to as far as taking out of their home equity, right, in order to finance their, continue to finance their spending. So, you know, that wealth effect, it's nearly gone, right? The stock market has fallen considerably relative to where it was at the start of the tightening cycle. The Fed funds rate was just, remember, the Fed funds rate was just 0.25% only a year ago. When we say, hey, the Fed has tightened already a lot, you know, it has tightened. It has tightened a lot. This is the fastest, the most rapid increase pace of tightening since the 1972 cycle. We went from 0.25% to 5 percentage points, up 5 percentage points in one year. And we're not done yet. It took two years during the 1972 to 1973 cycle. Took two years, almost two years to get up 5 percentage points. The yield on the 10-year treasury, a longer term interest rate, increased by about by a little more than one one percentage point in the 1972 cycle. And this time around, it's increased by more than double that, right? So financial conditions have tightened considerably in one year. And I think that, you know, consumers are going to feel it and they're feeling it already. You know, it, it's only been a year. Consumers are having to change their habits very rapidly. Because those interest rates increases are going through everything. Now going from from credit cards to mortgages to everything. You cannot be a borrower today. You have to be a safe in order to kind of weather what's coming ahead. I appreciate your thoughts for Orfe Devungi. This has been Chris Krug. Subscribe to Everyday Economics and dozens of other quality podcasts at americastalking.com. <laughs>